0: And welcome to the podcast. After an entire morning of figuring out if I could do this professionally or just record this on my phone, after about two hours, it looks like it's going to be on the phone. (laughs) So here we go Minimal setup, maximum effect. Welcome to the podcast. So yeah, welcome to the podcast. My name is Daniel Holland. I am a spiritual life coach and a chakra specialist. I like to help people with their uh, the little little conversational issues. I haven't had the experience quite yet to sit down with clients quite yet, but we are working to set that up because... I have found that a, a, um, wow, what's the word? <laughs> Why can't I figure out the word? A, um, environment, that's it. An environment that invites those types of conversations and conversations of what really matters to us. And, um, so we're setting that up. And part of this is the, talking out our thoughts and our emotions and our feelings without really any judgment and so this podcast is to fill in that gap and hopefully to uh, invite more conversations and uh, more openness to just cut the shit and get to healing and healing ourselves so um The name of this podcast is coming from my business, which is settling on the name Holland's Heart. My last name is Holland. It is. uh, I came across Holland's Heart, um, and the full name of my business that I'm setting up is Holland's Heart Chakra Healing. Um, I came upon that name... Mainly because I, growing up, uh, the last name Holland, we've kind of settled on a family tradition of um, making a difference. Now, it, it didn't really seem to, it, I it's not like I was born and then from like very young age, it was taught that, but um, what I found in a lot of my family gatherings... On my father's side primarily uh, were more or less family hangout get-togethers and primarily lots of laughter, lots of joking. Um, And so I've come to really become addicted to the feelings that you get when you don't have to um, put up a guard and you can just you know, shoot the shit and have fun with your family. And I I like that energy. And I found that that energy is very, very rare. Apparently. Um, I think people like to imitate that energy with like parties and stuff like that to, uh, well, it, be, it could be any type of gathering, but to mimic the feeling of closeness of trust of, um, of camaraderie, basically the feeling that you know that someone else exists on this planet and knows that you exist and that you guys are in it together. So with knowing that, I love that I've gotten, gotten those little lessons out from my family and I've tried to bring that to any of my relationships I've met going forward. So this podcast um, is a long-winded talking that I might not be able to get with anyone I work with. or um, So it's the in-betweens of, I don't know. I don't know, just offering a spot to where we can just talk and not have to say, like not have any hang-ups and stuff like that. So, for this first episode, we're gonna go ahead and get and just jump right into it. So I've named this podcast um, mystic Masters. I've liked I've liked learning from other people and sharing that wisdom. i fa- I found that in today's in today's world, there's a whole lot of verification. In a whole lot of, um, it's it's so weird that what used to be normal as sharing information, um, has has gotten very very uh, defensive in nature, meaning that if the pomp and circumstance of someone who If the pomp and circumstance isn't there for a certain type of information being presented, it seems like it's not taken. What I mean by that is if you met some, this is a extreme example, but if you were to meet some homeless man on the street and he said a couple, couple sentences that didn't seem very coherent, but one of the sentences was profoundly wise and it came from someone who does not have the image of that are we just going to just throw that practical wisdom away if it actually is you know of substance or because of the fact that he's on on the street do we just call that a fluke and then walk by and then are all the more not better for it okay so I don't know if that made sense, but I found that wisdom isn't discriminatory. It presents itself to everyone equally. Everyone equally picking it up, though, seems to be the variant. So this, I wanted to create a space where we could talk open-ended about what we actually think about it. We don't have to have a belief system in order to listen and interact with this podcast. Um, We are allowing our minds to expand and not necessarily have a point that it has to make. Okay, I don't know if that is a skill or is a lack of focus, but I found that there is a skill to be developed in and abstract thinking. So we are going to primarily focus on abstract thinking in this podcast because it's actually a lot of fun. Okay, so getting into it, I have this book here and I kind of named the podcast a little bit after the the book, Um, but the book is from Vernon Howard and it's Titled "The Mystic Masters Speak." Now, what I liked about this, is I found this at a really cool local crystal crystal shop close to my home in Elyria, Ohio. I don't live there anymore, but uh, found this place right in town and found this book. And this book is really, really cool because it takes a lot of the well-known mystics or wise philosophers of our time. Anyone from um. And a lot of these have last names, so these are on you to look up. But we have, you know, Aurelius, uh, Cervantes, Episcitis, <laughs> Emerson. We have Jesus Christ in here as well. These are responses uh, to questions that a lot of and this is how the book is set up a lot of question. it's qu- literally all question and answer and questions are coming from a lot of lots of thoughts that I think many of us have day to day and we don't necessarily have someone to answer like I think one of the coolest images that I I've had growing up is especially growing up Christian and I've taken a lot of my belief systems and edited them accordingly uh, based on the convictions of my heart and convictions of what I was trying to follow. So what I've tried to do is organize a lot of these things in, organize a lot of these thoughts and um, that's how I build my faith on these is trying to, a lot of question and answer what I found as you do question and answer with the divine, but it always seems like it's you asking yourself questions in your head at first. So this book was really awesome because it is a lot of the questions that many people have asked open-endedly to the image of asking the wise Buddha-like teacher under a tree where everyone's gathered around and he's just giving out mad wisdom. This book is set up just like that, but all the answers are coming from all the different types of philosophers, and it seems like the responses are whoever had the best answer. So we're gonna start, uh, we're starting on like just on one. We're just gonna go ahead and pick one and maybe expand on this. So so this first chapter, I'm like, towards the beginning of the book is, uh, it's after the, after the prelude or whatever. So chapter one, Practical power of mystic principles. So, this is an example of one of the questions asked. The question, may I come right to the point? What are the mystical studies all about? Are they practical? And what will they do for us? So this answer comes, the first answer comes from Seneca. It's like, well, the the only answer to it, but it's just an answer that has that had been answered in this realm of questioning before. And the answer goes. If you devote your time to study, you will avoid all the irksome things of life and you will not long for the approach of night, being tired of the day, and you will not be a burden to yourself and your company will be acceptable to others. Okay, so that's pretty much a a very profound response. It seems very, very simplistic and profound and simplistic all in one. And that usually is what truth is ends up being especially to someone who and this is where many of us can fall into this category those who haven't been necessarily showered with truth their entire lives shoot what does that even what does that even feel like to be always told told the truth your entire life i don't think any of us know what that actually is and so that's where we can all find uh unity in that but What's funny is that this question usually comes about on anyone trying to have a philosophical debate these days, is that the question always comes down to, it's it's almost like, so let me explain how I've seen arguments, especially online go these days. I haven't seen two people on a debate Actually wanting to come to a middle ground, one side always has to have 51% it seems like. And I think that's from the, I don't know, weird teachings of competition that we've gotten where like your value is if you've made a point right. Like if you're the one who changes the world, when can the group change the world so what i mean by this is that everyone can be right but unless we're all working together on something similar it seems like it's only right a slight us like slightly more than the other person like I know I'm probably not right, but I'm more right than you. And that doesn't seem to help because all that means is like we're transferring one ignorance to another ignorance and hopefully becoming slightly less ignorant. So the question so – I'm, I'm literally thinking of a religious debate that I found when I'm reading this question. It says, may I come right to the point? What are the mystical studies all about? Are they practical? What would they do for us? It's like when that question's asked – it's asked from the per from almost like the perspective of someone who's never ever taken a wise statement and applied it to their life and seen that wisdom can come from anywhere and actually improve. So like the question already pisses me off already, <laughs> but it made the book, so it is what it is. But the answer is if you devote your time to study. It's like that's what that's what the point is. Like if uh, and this is where I get a little, I get a little worked up because it is always that. As like, if you want to know how something works, you study it. Why do why does a rose flower when I pick it up hurt? Well, if you're only looking at the ro- the pretty rose on the end of the thorny bush, and you realize or you're the thorny stalk, and you are grabbing from the thorny stalk and never realizing what you're grabbing. It's literally that type of, I don't want to say idiocy, but it's ignorance. It's uh, its choosing to look at the pretty aspects or the aspects literally not important to the task at hand, which is not causing pain to your hand. So it, like Larry, if you devote your time to study, if you study how the flower of the rose actually is, it is thorny, you will avoid all the irksome things in life, meaning you'll you will avoid pricking your finger with the flower you will not long for the approach of night being tired of the day meaning that you won't be pissed off about this really pretty flower that hurt you you will be able to actually look at oh wow this is a very beautiful and you know a many aspected flower and you will not be burdened to yourself and your company will be acceptable to others so that's also a huge thing be a burden to yourself so what's funny is that seneca in this quote gave like four or five profound like pieces to a want a a yes or no or it's not really yes or no question but a very simple question he was laying out these layers and saying All right, first off, so we're basically saying if our life's hard, like what will spirituality say? So like if we're finding a problem, we devote our time to study the problem, we'll understand the problem. And so then we'll be uh, available, oh my gosh, we will be able to avoid all the issues that this thing that we're studying could possibly present, meaning that we can move in and out of the subject without being... Uh, held back so then we'll start feeling good about ourselves meaning that we've accomplished a goal or overcame an obstacle meaning like we've thought around this big old rock of a problem so then we will be feeling like we've won something and if you've ever won a game or done something that brought you excitement and joy you realize that you get a little energy boost out of there so you won't be tired like you actually like want to keep going and when you have to go to bed you're gonna feel really freaking successful so you will not you know long for the approach at night you'll be wanting to get stuff done but you won't be tired of the day you will be able and you will not be a burden to yourself i mean you'll be like oh sweet i can take care of problems like I, me myself i'm not the problem i actually can figure out problems and so your, com- your company will be acceptable to others meaning that One, I think there's two ways of looking at this. One, you're going to see your friends, like you have these skills now, and I hope you're following along. This is obviously the first episode of this podcast, so bear with me as I'm getting the hang of this. But when we're going to go two scenarios here for the, and your company will be acceptable to others. So two parties, the same party, you go to both of them at the same time in this version over here you have had a problem all day and you could not figure it out and you so you are going to this party a little defeated and trying to figure this thing out the second one is the second scenario is the one that we have figured out or we've studied we've de- dedicated uh, time to study the problem the obstacle we've actually figured it out we took the time and we figured it out so we're now we're approaching the party successfully Uh, conquering an an obstacle two different people are now coming into this party one who is a little more on the lower vibe or the um, it's not even a bad thing but it's just more on the uh, focused vibe where he's not necessarily present at this party he's present for this problem that he can't figure out yet so the company or the friends will see this and depending on whether or not they want to be involved with that, they'll make a decision. But the other version of this person actually took the time to study and got through his day and actually overcame the obstacle of the day is now coming in as someone with a little bit of confidence at least. But people like to be around that more. They like to be around people who have at least the feelings of they can actually be successful or they've actually like overcame something. So that's where that Aspect goes into you, and your company will be acceptable to others. You get to decide whether or not you want to put that part out there. I'm just explaining the quote. But ultimately, the question is Is spirituality practical? And hell, yes, it is. What is spirituality? Is it another form of religion? Is it another church to go to? sort of not really you have to understand what spirit is and if you don't take a lot of time to ask what is a soul what is a spirit, what is a being what is consciousness then I think all that usually goes to the wayside and it really doesn't matter but if it does matter to you if you feel like you're something underneath your fingers your skin your muscles if you're something behind the brain if like what is the brain what is the thing that's thinking of thoughts right then yeah spirituality is going to be very very practical for you to actually find an orient to yourself because I'm looking at it from where are the alternatives and one is to literally ask anyone, It doesn't even matter who. Ask anyone else what you should be doing in life and just do that. If that's not you, if you are the one who asks yourself or asks something of a higher power tips on what to do, you're actually trying to figure things out. And if you are one of those people, you'll know what I mean by that. Figuring things out, like what what is things. If you understand those types of like sentences you send to yourself, then yeah, you need to be working on yourself mainly to get reintroduced to yourself. I think the fact that if I say that, and after say, if it's a 30 year old, a 30 year old or a 40 year old who's listening to this, they're going to say, what after 30, 40 years, I don't know myself. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that we may have been taught a way to very vaguely know ourselves and that is proven in the amount of vague knowingness that we have of other people I don't know I found these things to be very very relative and I am now coming forward with a podcast after almost a decade of hermit mode so we really want to go ahead and take a look at what's important to us and then go after that. And that's virtually spirituality. You're talking to yourself, but you're not crazy. Sometimes you guys, you know, hakalugi. <laughs> so. As we go forward with this podcast, I don't know. I think these aren't going to be very, very long. But when you're in them, I want you – I would like for you to explore explore how your mind works when you start hearing the things that I'm saying. So this will actually be really, really cool because – While I see people spacing out while I'm talking, at first I thought that they just weren't paying attention, but I also found that I've had a skill in order to structure words and phrases in a certain way that leads people to a more expansive thought than they would have had if I didn't say anything. Now, I don't know if that's a skill. It's definitely not, it's definitely not made for a normal human life. But for those that are actually wanting expansive types of conversations, then stick around and, and uh, stay on this podcast because I'm kind of over um, – I can't do it anymore. I cannot structure my thought or my words and phrases to fit in. I cannot do it. It is way too difficult and – um. I don't think anyone deserves that i don't think anyone deserves like if i knew that every single person i met in my life had censored themselves because of something else someone else had told them meaning like if someone else told them to shut up when they were kids and now i interact with 40 50 different friends that all don't tell me who they really are because their parents or their exes or their teachers just told them to shut the fuck up one day Dude, I would hate that. I seriously would hate the fact that I don't know who you are because you're, you're censoring yourself. So I'm not going to do that here. And if that is you, I am so sorry. I am so sorry that someone told you that that your voice didn't matter. Because... That's the number one indicator that it does matter. If you've gotten to a point where someone act, where you actually got into someone's ear and they heard you enough to tell you to be quiet, that means that your voice is penetrating. So this podcast is also dedicated to you guys, the voiceless. I hope you guys come in and leave more empowered and more... Excited that you actually owe the world your best self. I think a lot of people are, are starting to understand that these days. But ultimately, they're spraying out anything. And a lot of it isn't the best of people's selves. But self-expression, I believe, is very, very important. I don't think this... I don't think um, what we're seeing today is the thing that's going to last <laughs> because um, only love lasts. Everything else kind of goes in and out. So saying that, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and uh, end this one at about half hour because I really was not expecting to just go all in and make an uh, episode right now, but I'm really glad that I did. This is also a. This is also some advice, some motivation. If you have an idea, don't hold don't hold back on it. Don't look for every single piece of tool you need. Uh, just start, because if I didn't today, I would be all over the place buying things that I didn't necessarily need just to get something that actually was important out. Um, and that's the thing. Like, if you're a painter and you this is actually a big point if you are one of those painters that paints abstract that fills up three water balloons with paint and throws them at a board and that is your art i need you just just to stay with that art and expand from there because that's another another thing art and expression and yourself If you understand infinity and fractals, you understand that literally nothing is unimportant. We need to rethink how we grow and what actually is important. And I think people intuitively know what is important and that is love and experience and trust. And how do we get that? We tell the truth. We live in authenticity. We live in honesty. You don't hold anything back we all got shit in our closets we all have uh experiences that we kind of wish maybe we didn't want them but they're all important they're all important for whatever message that that those things are gonna create so if you are here if you are still listening thank you let me try to get up i'm not even gonna try i'm we're guys, our voices are very, very important. our thoughts um are very, very important and I want you guys to get in, in tune with them. Once you know yourself, you'll know others. once you love yourself, you'll love others. Take some time. Ask yourself, say your name. Act like you're talking to yourself as a different person and ask yourself, what is it that you want? Not as it, not what does dad want not what does mom want not what does my teacher want what does my sister want none of that it's what do you want and if your response is as I want to color in a coloring book and you're 35 go buy a motherfucking coloring book it's that it's that I love you please uh be wise, be wise out there, make good choices. And, um, I don't know, come back for more. I really hope you do. I love you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning into mystic masters with Daniel Holland, the philosopher. Have a great day guys.